On today's show, we are talking about building your brand as a millennial. And don't worry, if you're not a millennial, there is plenty on this episode for you too. But not only brand building, but taking a good advantage of LinkedIn and what's some advice our parents used to have that we should throw away. We're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. And I have got Tristan Layfield with me for this conversation today. Let me tell you a little bit about Tristan. He's a career coach and a resume writer that has helped over 250 people become their own biggest career advocates. His work has been featured in major publications such as Black Enterprise, The Muse, and more. Tristan is on a mission to empower millennials by building professional brands that effectively communicate their value and attract their ideal jobs and employers. From resumes and cover letters to LinkedIn profiles and one-on-one coaching, the services he offers takes this holistic approach to completely transform his client's mindset and job search process. You don't want to miss this episode. Join me after the theme song as we talk with Tristan Layfield. So the big question is this. How do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things, doing what excites us and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible. That is the question and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears and welcome to Ambition, Honey and Hustle. I am really, really excited to have on the show, Tristan Layfield. Tristan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Candice. I really appreciate it. Cool. It's it's awesome that you're here, and, and I love your mission. And listeners, we're going to get into everything that his mission is about over these next 20 to 25 minutes. So, so Tristan, your mission of sort of helping millennials build their brand what what has inspired your mission and your journey to this point yeah so I think a lot of us have heard about millennials and uh you know us sort of coming into the job market at a really crappy time right we sort of started with um a leg behind I would say um and many of us have been trying to figure out how we get to where we're trying to go whether that be getting the positions we want making the type of money we want whatever the case may be um, but many of us were sort of already at a disadvantage. So I felt like um, this is a real good opportunity for me to sort of come in and help my fellow millennials figure out how to brand themselves in a very competitive you know, job market, right? So um, I think we're, resume, while resumes are still here and there's still something we need, there's so much more out there to now um, build your own professional brand and start, you know, developing yourself as a thought leader. And so I really felt that those were the avenues for us to start taking to really, um, you know, give ourselves the heads up or the advantage that we really needed as a generation. Mm, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not agree more. You know, I talk a lot about that, that necessary component, going out and building your personal brand. I, I love how you're pushing that mission. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see millennials making when it comes time? Because I, I imagine, I imagine what you face is not often, right? Because I see it's not often like people saying, all right, I'm going to make my next career move. So let me get my brand together. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen. What, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you're seeing as people are trying to push forward? 
Well, I think one of the biggest mistakes, and it's something that all of us do, no matter what generation we are, is we listen to our parents about how to enter the job market, um, right? right. Um, <laughs> and with us as a as a generation, we were sort of that generation that saw pre-tech and post-tech at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of our parents, they were not out here uh, searching for jobs in the way that we have to nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not as easy for people to find jobs online or, you know, as it is now online. Um, and, and so therefore it wasn't as competitive of a marketplace. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, we listen to our parents and we think all we have to do is get a, get a resume together. That's mm-hmm. simply what we think, right? Right, right. Uh, when, when data actually shows that, you know, the majority of jobs are actually filled through uh, networking and referrals nowadays. So, um, you know, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes is thinking that we simply need this document, whereas we actually really need a, a healthy, warmed up network that we can utilize and that can also utilize us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny when you said, you know, that mistake of listening to our parents. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to say, you know, I'm sure my mom and dad listen to this podcast, but <laughs> I've got to say, though, it is so true. Like when you, you have the generation, I hear and I still hear the advice from you know my parental related generation <laughs> of, wait, be careful what you put out online. And that is true. But mm-hmm from the standpoint of like, oh, you don't want to put that out there. You, you, you don't want to say that when in some mm-hmm. cases, what you put out there could be helpful, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the things that I see online that actually end up resonating are the things that are, are fairly personal. And I think that's one of the things that the generation before us, um, you know, they really don't, they don't understand putting out there on the internet, right? Um, you know, it's like all these strangers, all these people, why are you telling this story? <laughs> um, um, but, you know, the the internet is a great place for empathy. You just need to put your your, your stories in the right places, right? Um, yeah. That you need to be very cognizant of where you're putting them and how you're sort of, um, I don't want to say spinning them, but how you're, how you're conveying them um, to make sure that you're getting your point across and also that you're not sharing too many details because that still is a thing. That is still good advice. We should okay. be very <laughs> cognizant of what we're putting out there, right? Don't be an oversharer. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a, there's a thin line. <laughs> so, so let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn. And I will tell you, even though it is what, it is 2019, mm-hmm. I still encounter some people and really as recently as maybe last year mm-hmm. um, I still encounter some people who are you know they're they're in the job market and they're looking to go and, and find themselves a, a new job and that type of thing and I say to them hey have you gotten on LinkedIn or in some cases like hey if you're looking for a place and there's somebody in my network I'm happy to mm-hmm. connect you and what I've been surprised about is the number of people who have said oh I didn't I didn't build a LinkedIn profile yet, mm-hmm. or, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't get to that. What what place does LinkedIn have right now in the job? You know, so it's very, it's very interesting. It really depends on where you are and what you're trying to do. But LinkedIn is a great platform, number one, for you to sort of keep track of your, your professional career and your accomplishments, right? So a lot of people see this as like your online resume, which I, I, I sort of cringe when I hear that because it's not exactly that. 
Um, <laughs> you know, but it's a great place to house a lot of that. But LinkedIn is also a really great place to start establishing your thought leadership in your field, right? So that can look like your everyday posts, whether that be articles that you're posting, reposting people who are leaders in your field. Um, you know, you have the ability to write articles on LinkedIn so you can get your own unique point of view and things like that out of there. But um, it's very similar to the comment I made earlier about job searching and networking being a very important part. Well, LinkedIn allows you to network with people who are not in your immediate area, right? It allows you to network with anyone who's around the world in almost, I, I just read a stat the other day that 97% of Fortune 500 companies are on LinkedIn. Right. So mm -hmm. if you're trying to work for any of these companies, it's a great place for you to make a connection. And this person may not be a connection that's directly tied to what you're trying to do, um, but it could be a connection at the person who's at the company you want to want to work for. Right. And maybe you talk to them. Maybe they give you a referral. Well, referrals make you way more likely to actually end up getting an interview and landing a job. So LinkedIn can play a, a really big role in developing that network that I talked about a little bit earlier and warming up your network. Because what happens is we all have network, but most of them are cold. We don't keep up with people. Right. Um, we don't know what they're doing, how they're doing. And so LinkedIn now provides an opportunity for you to to rekindle that relationship or sort of warm up that 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 relationship. Uh, right. Because we don't want to go in, in the out of the gate with not talking to somebody for seven years and be like, hey, can you refer me for this job? Right. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. Oh, right. It does. <laughs> it does. Um, but, you know, LinkedIn really allows you a place to brand yourself as a professional um, and start putting your professional opinion out there, which I think is really imperative. You know, I've seen people who have put some really deeply personal stories about not having a job or how they lost their job or, you know, situations they're in. And here they go two, three weeks later, popping up with a brand new job at the company they've always been wanting to work for. Right. Mm. So. It's a great it's a great platform to really try to hone in on on how you're going to professionally brand yourself. And then it gives you all the tools to really execute that. Yeah, no, I love it. And, you know, to your point about you know seeing people sharing the personal stories and then landing uh, this sort of dream job that they wanted. Sometimes, you know, if you look close enough in the comments, it's like you could see it happening. Like you could, mm -hmm. you could see the people asking the questions, well, what about this? Or let's connect together. And um, I, I could not agree more. You know, thinking about LinkedIn from just an online resume perspective. Ah, mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> makes me cringe. <laughs> right. That, that, that is missing a, a huge, huge opportunity. So mm -hmm. so let's let's talk a little bit, Tristan, when it comes to let's talk about LinkedIn and then the side hustle. So where you have, um, you know, where you have people and I can, I can definitely, right. And I know you can relate to this too. Um, mm -hmm. You have, you're in a nine to five job, mm -hmm. um, but you also may be building a business on the side. Like mm -hmm. how do you, for some people, there's a little bit of fear in terms of, well, what do I share? What do I not share? I don't want my company to know this and that. What are your, some of your thoughts on dealing with that? Yeah, so I think you need to be really clear on what you're doing in your business and how it relates to your day job. Um, we need to, you know, before you're sharing things on the internet about what you're, what you're doing, you know, with your side hustle, you need to make sure there's nothing, no, no conflict of interest between what you're doing 
in your day job and your side hustle, number one, right? Um, if there's a big conflict of interest, that's where you're more than likely going to run into most of your issues um, if it directly correlates with something that, that your current company is doing. Um, so number one, be very cognizant of that. Number two, I think it's, um, you, you really need to test the waters uh, in the day, in your day job to really understand how they feel about certain things, right? You probably are not the only person that has a side hustle in your company. Um, are people talking about that openly? Do you hear, do you hear, you know, do you hear your friend John saying, oh yeah, I got to go directly at five because I have a meeting with a client for my business at 530. Is that something that can openly be talked about in your company? And if so, then I think that should quell a little bit of your concerns, right? Um, they seem they, they are probably a company that's very open to that type of stuff. Now, if you don't hear that often, you don't see it often, um, it's really hard to figure out whether you're okay or not, <laughs> right? Uh, so I think at that point, you really have to weigh what, you know, what's the good versus the bad, right? If you don't put your own side hustle out there, you're probably not going to get clients. You're not going to get booked for things. Things are not right. going to happen for you. Right. Um, and if you do put it out there, there's a the potential that you could get called in by your employer and they'd be like, hey, what the heck are you doing here, right? <laughs> um, um, so you, I think it's, it's just playing through those scenarios and how you would respond to them and figuring out what the best situation is for you, right? So for me, my thing was, I have a side hustle, yes. It has nothing to do with what I do fully in my day job. So there's no real overlap or conflict of interest. Um, and so if my company was going to try to withhold me from doing what I wanted to do, then that's a company I did not want to work at, just mm -hmm. simply put, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm very open. I'm very honest about what I do. I'm very honest about, hey, no, my uh, last meeting I can take is at four because I have something to do at 530. So, you know, I think it's really deciding what you're okay with and deciding what your your plan is or your plan of action if they were to bring it to you and as long as you know there's no conflict of interest and as long as you know you're not doing anything that is harmful to their business meaning you're doing your own business during business hours or you know taking taking time to go do something with a client while you're sitting at work as long as you're not doing those type of things then they really should have no issue with what you do outside of your your nine to five. That's just simply put. And if they do, you might want to reconsider where you're actually uh, spending eight hours of your day. Right. <laughs> your, <laughs> your place of employment overall. Yes. So, so, so I, I love what you said about the culture piece, because I, mm -hmm. I think that is, that's a big one. Because um, there really are, there are some companies where it's like, everybody in that company like how dare you have something outside of a nine-to-five job we <laughs> we come here we do this this is work but there are others and i i see a bit of a trend happening just from other people that i talk to and other people in my network where it is more of people don't just have the nine-to-five there are yeah. other things that they do too and so it's it's becoming more of an acceptable practice so yeah yeah. And, you know, and the unfortunate thing about this is that most companies are having to accept it as a reality because mm -hmm. many companies are not paying what they should be paying. Ah. Right. So yeah. if many and, and and, you know, everybody doesn't do a side hustle simply because they need money. But mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people do do it to supplement their income. That's you know, true. If they, 
if they have no plans of leaving their nine to five, typically that's that's more than likely the reason. Sometimes it is just to do what you are passionate about, and and that's completely okay too. But you know, we live in a gig economy for a reason, and right? It's, and it's typically because many people are not getting the money that they believe they should be, or the money to sustain themselves from their company. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think you're absolutely right. Like it's becoming more and it's becoming more and more pervasive. Either it's forced or mm-hmm. or, you know, there's an excited population who's like, hey, I want to do more or, you know, people are at all different stages. But yeah. absolutely, we are in the gig economy. So mm-hmm. there's a high probability, whether you hear them talking about it or not, yep. that there is a coworker around you yep. <laughs> that that has some type of side hustle. It just may not be necessarily reflected, right? On yep. Or elsewhere. Yep. And they might see some side hustles as, you know, more okay than others, right? You might know your friend, John, everybody might know he drives Uber after work, but you know, you doing your career coaching after work for some reason is ruffling feathers. You know, it, it really depends on, on the company and sort of what they think in their, in their overall culture. Yep. So, so, so tell me, Tristan, if, there are millennials or we can even speak across generations that are ready to make their career move. Um, mm-hmm. What are a diff- what are a few things that you recommend as sort of some foundational steps or necessary steps before they make that move or as they try to journey to figure out what they want? Yeah. Yeah. So I think you sort of led directly into what my first step would be. My first step would be get very clear on what you want to do. Right. Um, so the reason for that is you're going to save yourself a lot of strife, um, <laughs> down, down the line rather than just throwing your hat in the ring, you know, all willy nilly. Um, and so the way you can do that is, you know, maybe it is taking on some, some coach or, you know, maybe it is taking some online courses, uh, you know, that help you really redefine what you're looking for. Um, Whatever that looks like for you, I think it's essential that you get really clear because the next step is going to be branding yourself. And when I say branding yourself, I really mean, you know, getting your resumes, your cover letters, your LinkedIn profiles together. And all of those things should be tailored for what you want to do. And the way you're gonna tailor that is you're going to figure out what's transferable from what I have done to what I want to do, right? Um, And the only way you're able to figure that out is if you're first very clear on what you wanna do, Um, right? And so then you get those documents together just so you have them ready. I think the next step or the concurrent step there is to really warm up and build your network. And so now it's starting to look at the people that you know who already work at companies that do what you're trying to do um, or making connections on LinkedIn or in other places. You know, I even heard recently, you know, one of my friends, his sister got a job through Twitter, yeah. <laughs> and in, through oh. Twitter and Instagram, right? <laughs> um, so really it's warming up and making those connections whatever way you need to, whether that be attending networking events, whether that be LinkedIn, what other social media platforms, church, whatever it is, right? Build that network because literally nowadays only 20% of jobs are filled through online postings. The other 80% are filled through internal hires, networking, and referrals. So, you know, when you're building a job search strategy beyond um, – beyond just doing your resumes and things, 
a large chunk of that should be focusing on the network and the people that you're interacting with. Um, and so I think those would be the key steps there uh, overall, right? Get clear on what you want, rebrand yourself in all of your documents and online platforms and warm up and grow your network. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, I'll tell you, and, and for those of you that are listening, you know, because I absolutely, I absolutely love the mission that Tristan is on. And it's the, the same one that I support, right? Like we need to, we need to build our brands. We need to go and make a bigger impact, but it starts with understanding first what we're trying to do. Um, I'm so excited about what's to come and perhaps what even comes from our own collaboration, but yeah, right. Right. <laughs> most listeners look out. Who knows? But, <laughs> But for right now, Tristan, if people are, they're listening to you and they want to go and they want to learn more and they want to grasp some of the things that you're talking about here, where can they learn more? Yeah. So you can find me on pretty much any social media platform, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, at Layfield Resume. So that's L-A-Y-F as in Frank, I-E-L-D-R-E-S-U-M-E. Um, you can also go to my website, which is www.layfieldresume.com, um, and you'll be able to see the services that I have. Um, you'll be able to book a free 30-minute consultation with me, so that way we can sort of talk specifically about your situation and, and how I think I can be able to help you or, or sort of some of the tips that I would be able to provide for you. Um, and that, I think those would be the, the main sources of contact for now. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I definitely recommend that you all, if you like what you hear, if you like what you have heard, um, <laughs> Kristen has got, uh, just in my, my, my short, I'll say limited interactions uh, with, with Tristan, um, you've got a super amount of knowledge on this topic and in the trenches. And so feel free, reach out to him and grasp hold of some of the stuff and even take advantage of that, of that consultation, I would say for sure. Absolutely. So with that, one last question for you, one last question. So you are big about talking about resumes and careers and, and building your brand to move forward. Yeah. And you've been on a few podcasts before. What is maybe one thing so this is the surprise element that i told tristan i wasn't gonna do <laughs> so what is maybe the the one thing that you don't get asked about often but that you have a lot of interest in oh the one thing i don't get asked often but i have a lot of interest in mm. see you're surprising me surprising well, me surprise, <laughs> well okay i'll i'll say it for me right now, um, you know, I talk a lot about careers and things of that sort. I don't often get asked about my own career um, and what I'm doing. Um, and so, and, and not even in the sense of where I work or what I do, um, but I'm actually making a shift right now currently for myself where I'm, I'm planning on exiting corporate and working full time for myself. So, um, you know, a lot of people haven't asked about that or sort of asked about what I do, you know, in the daytime. And I think that's a big thing for me that I'm very interested in and focused on right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of in about, well, by the first of the year is what I've set the goal as. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm pretty zoned in and focused on that right now and, and making sure I'm executing on everything when it comes to my exit plan. 
awesome. Well, you know, I love that. I love that. And the first time I heard that, I had a huge round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of our audio quality, I'll, I'll do a little clap. You can, you can hear it. <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> so extremely awesome so folks check out Tristan check out Layfield Resume Consulting you've got the information you need so make sure you go and take action so Tristan thank you so much for being on the show today thank you so much for having me Candace. this is great I really appreciate it all right so everybody have a great day have a great evening whenever you're listening and I will talk to you again very very soon Are you ready to make the career change that you want to make? Are you ready to stop looking around, wondering, watching the clock, knowing that you should be doing something else, but you're still in the spot you're in? All right, so listen, if you're ready to make that career change, I want to help you. And I have a free gift for you at fulfillingcareerroadmap.com. I am going to give to you the exact same strategy that I used to move from a career that I was bored with, really just less than fulfilled, to one that I had absolute excitement and passion for. I did it all within 90 days and without the experience and qualification that the role quote unquote required. So it is my gift to you. I want to see you in action. Go to fulfillingcareerroadmap.com and grab your video guide copy today.